podcast focused on lessons learned via the musician's backstory, as well as building successful careers in the business. My name is Allison M., and I'll be interviewing artists and industry experts and offering insights based on events Wisconsin Music Ventures has produced. Let's get down to business. Hey, everyone. I am here to talk with you about music journalism today. Um, I was reminded about this topic because uh, I was just kind of featured on uh, Ben Slowey's music, well, yeah, music podcast called Mr. Nice Guy. And uh, we both have a little bit of a background as music journalists. Um, I don't know if I really brought that up too much on this podcast. And uh, um, it was fun to talk with him about some of those things. And uh, so I, I thought I would share some of the things that I've been thinking of. Uh, this isn't something that just come, came up, but it kind of ties in with the theme of having talked with Ben recently. Um, these are some things, some notes I've kind of filed away about uh, things that musicians could potentially do more of, do maybe a little bit better in their practice of promotion that um, kind of come straight out of being a journalist and uh, see if they might be helpful for you and what you're doing. So the first thing um, that I, I think is most important to get out of this is that in a lot of genres of music, um, we, we want to be specialized. We want to um, be different than other musicians around us. And that is okay. That's a wonderful thing to be. Um, it's really nice to kind of bend the rules, break the boundaries, and come up with your own genres, um, come up with your own um, your own new line of music that is really something different. Um, however, that being said, uh, the average public doesn't always know how to react to that or how to understand that in a way that makes them want to attend your event or to buy your music. And, um, you know, in order to really sell yourself, uh, for other people to sell your work, you really want to have descriptions of yourself that are digestible to the average person. And in, um, a lot of public, public relations speak, they encourage people use terminology, words that are kind of at a second, third grade level, believe it or not, that seems really young, but that is just going to show you, you know, that we want it to be mass understood. (laughs) Um, We want everyone to get it. Um, as opposed to not. So by coming up with some really like esoteric descriptions for your band or your genre, that's um, in, you know, the high level music scenes, that's going to be a really good thing. But as far as the broader audience appeal, it's going to be really difficult to sell. And I would really recommend, um, that you stick to the types of genres 
you're describing yourself in a genre that is very saleable, very commonplace, uh, especially in your, your main, um, marketing, um, when you're doing more of those events that are more, um, listening room type things, maybe explain a little bit more when you have a captive audience, when you have, uh, a show with a lot of, you know, your true fans there go into more, uh, maybe in your e-newsletter where you have the freedom to write as much as you want. Um, you're not limited by number of words go into more there, but in your general like press releases, in your general TV interviews, in your general, um, podcast interviews, I would really try and stick to, um, less is more and the more obvious is better too. So, you know, as much as it pains me to say it, considering yourself something more like folk rock or alternative rock or, you know, blues or, you know, giving yourself one of those very broad umbrellas um, can really help in the sale of your, your music yourself. Um, or if it's not quite one of those, you know, and it's, especially if it's, it leans original, make sure to say that in the title, original blues, um, you know, it's original contemporary classical that still gives you enough, but at least you're getting the, um, you're getting the full picture that way. And it's not something so difficult to understand. Um, in journalism, we also are only given so many words to work with. Um, for all its faults, Twitter is a wonderful tool because it forces us to only express certain ideas and what is it 120 words characters or less what is it 140 i haven't been on twitter for a while but um it, the the more you can do with the fewer words the better uh in journalism you're often given word counts to work with you know 250 words 500 words you'll realize pretty soon that's really not that much the more you can do with less, the better. And you know what? Probably that will force you to be more descriptive, to use better words, better terminology that's going to sell you more um, in a shorter amount of time, get to the point, and then get out of there. And so people can just more easily grab your stuff, buy your tickets, and move on with their lives. <laughs> um, maybe a shorter um, paragraph or introduction will lead you onto a larger story about yourself, but start with something shorter and descriptive using great words, um, great describing words that will get people wanting more, but not giving them more right away. So that it leaves them with that, oh man, I can't wait to find out what happens next. That is always a wonderful thing um, in any sort of art, not just music. 
Um, and then you can say, Hey, well, if you want to hear more about me, learn more from me, here is where you can find more and, uh, don't give it all away right off the bat. If that makes sense, keep it concise, keep it short. Don't give it all, all away. And then lastly for today, um, there's this term called the inverted pyramid in journalism. Uh, and man, it, it's been a while since I studied journalism, which uh, that was almost like 20 years ago now. Wow, I'm old. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. Uh, the inverted pyramid is, um, you know, essentially an upside down triangle, if you want to think about it that way. Um, and what that means is that you're putting all your most important information at the top, the who, what, where, when, why, when you are discussing something, promoting something. Um, it doesn't always seem like it should go at the top, but you want all of the facts, all of the most necessary information at the top, but then maybe start adding a, a paragraph, a quote, a story, but start shortening as you go down the pyramid. Um, and that is essentially what the inverted pyramid is. Um, but all the facts, all the things that you need to know, if you want to get to that event, if you want to um, get your event advertised, if you promoted really, um, if you want the radio DJs to pick up your info, get all of the most crucial and necessary information at the top of all of your uh, press releases or other information uh, websites, um, depending on what the, the they're getting used for at that time. So keep the relevant information at the top because that is, I mean, often by the time you get to the second, third, fourth paragraphs, people have moved on. Um, so it's, I think, in your best interest to um, save some of the creative storytelling or other things that we really want to do. That's what is really exciting and fun for us. We want to tell the, the story behind the music, but is it really necessary for everyone to know all the time? The true fans will want to hear it. It can be there. It, there's definitely a place for it. Maybe that kind of thing goes in social media, e-news, etc. But it doesn't go everywhere with your information. Um, I hope this makes sense. So the inverted pyramid, keep the most crucial fact-based stuff at the top. Um, again, the who, what, where, when, why, and then start divulging the rest in order of importance after that. But ideally, you get shorter and shorter until that tip of the pyramid is reached at the bottom. And then that is that. I hope some of this was a little bit helpful. Um, yeah, a few different things to think about in maybe ways that you haven't thought about them before. Let me know if you think this is valuable, if there's, if there are other ideas that this may have triggered, or if there are 
other things that you might like to have me discuss, um, check out our musicians, I'm sorry, our, uh, yeah, the Musicians Venture Facebook um, page and Twitter. We have all that. Um, check that out through our website. It's all linked through our themusiciansventure.com website, and uh, you can find all of our social media links there and send us some feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Hey, this is Ryan of the J. Ryan Trio. I'm occasionally asked to help out on recording projects, most recently on an album entitled Appropriately Inappropriate. It's a wild ride through Latin, Afro-Cuban rhythm-infused mayhem that challenged and expanded the arranging and performing ability of all cats involved. The album release party for this melee of sound is slated for Sunday, May 15th, hosted at the fabulous Story Hill Firehouse. Show is 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Doors open 1.30. Admission is free, full cash bar provided. Order in food delivery if you like, and hang on for an afternoon that will undoubtedly be appropriately inappropriate. I added info and links to sample tracks at the website www.jryantrio.com. That's a triple W, the letter J, ryantrio.com. Hope to see you there. Thanks for listening to the Musician's Venture Podcast. Please leave ratings and reviews from where you're listening from. Visit themusiciansventure.com for information on what we have happening, past episodes, and ways to get in touch with us. The Musicians Venture Podcast is hosted by Allison M., produced by Shannon Coulard, with theme music by Mike Newmeyer. Thanks again for listening.